Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Patrons on all tiers are granted access to my podcast two weeks before they go live on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Check it out in the links in the descriptions. Thank you for the moment of your time. And now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 3, Founder's Day Gala, Chapter 9, Waiting in the Wings. Wow, they certainly pulled out all the stops this year. Ryan peeked out from the backstage curtain at the venue beyond the stage. The room was immense. Marble floors gleamed as massive columns rose up from their bases to support a ceiling almost a hundred feet above. Reliefs of Greek gods and goddesses were intricately sculpted into the stone ceiling. On the floor, a large crowd intermingled around the preset tables and chairs as a band played on. No one appeared to be looking up at the beautiful art high above or taking notice of the music. Ryan thought it was a shame that such magnificent sights and sounds went on unappreciated. Beside him, a thin man in an immaculate tuxedo beamed. Thank you, Spearhawk. It is so rare that we get someone of your caliber at our modest event. Ryan stepped back from the curtains and smiled at his host. You're too kind, Mr. Tuxton. But I don't know if modest is the right word to describe all of this. This place is amazing. Mr. Tuxton bowed proudly. Thank you, sir. Hopper Station was, and still is, Majestic's premier train station. This beautiful building has witnessed countless travelers and wares throughout its 200-year history. If you like, we can offer you a private tour. Ryan's smile widened. I would like that. My li- He grunted as a jolt of psionic pain flashed in his mind striking him temporarily mute. His telepathic contract prevented him from discussing any details from his secret identity, including mentioning his precocious little sister, April. He changed directions. Life in the mass doesn't allow me to play Taurus as much as I would like. I would love a tour at some point. If you have your people contact me, I would be honored to arrange that for you, said Mr. Tuxton. Ryan clapped him gently on the shoulder. I would like that. Mr. Tuxton's expression sobered as he glanced around nervously. Spearhawk, I'm sorry to bother you with this, but we should have started a few minutes ago. But we were expecting more of your, um, companions, and they... He trailed off, and Ryan nodded in understanding. And they haven't arrived yet, Ryan sighed. I apologize for them. I spoke with them earlier this week and they all told me they were coming. Ryan shrugged. I am so sorry. Most of my teammates are notoriously late. Most of them don't have my deep-seated sense of punctuality. My, uh... Ryan paused to see if he could speak without a flare of pain. When nothing happened, he continued. Father instilled a deep sense of punctuality in me. You could say it was an intricate part of my martial arts training. Really? Mr. Tuxton said, intrigued. May I ask how? 
Ryan felt the telltale edge of a psionic contract coming to bear. He offered his host his best smile. No, I don't think I can go into any more details. He shrugged. I'll see if I can reach out to the others. I would appreciate that. Ryan laughed. <laughs> you would think that someone with super speed, like Sprinter, would never be late. He shook his head. I'm not sure about Block. Honestly, no one can make him go any faster than he wants to go. Ryan glanced up at a nearby clock, considering. It's weird that Sleek's not here yet. She's usually even more punctual than I am. In fact, he smiled at Mr. Tuxton. Sleek was probably the most excited to be here tonight. She's been talking about the Founders Day Gala for weeks. Months, really. Mr. Tuxton's expression tightened. Uh, yes. Well, we look forward to seeing them when they arrive. He looked around nervously before returning his attention to Ryan. Do excuse me, please. There are a few more matters that I must attend to before we get started. Ryan tilted his head, confused. Uh, sure, go ahead. I'll message them and get back to you. Mr. Tuxin's smile returned, but there was something guarded about it. Thank you, Spearhawk. Ryan watched him go. Was it his imagination, or did his host's affect change when he mentioned Sleek? He discarded the thought with a shake of his head as he reached for his cell phone. Ryan grimaced as he remembered that it was located back home with his street clothes. He, like other superheroes, weren't allowed to bring their cell phones on location. He sighed and glanced around for a telephone, or a free member of the gala staff to see if he could borrow their phone to call headquarters. Before he could set such plans into action, a sudden rush of wind blasted past him. Ryan smiled as his friend Harry Fox appeared beside him and draped an arm over his shoulders. Harry asked, Hey buddy, did you miss me? Nah, I was wondering why things were so quiet. You know you miss me, Harry joked. Harry shimmered and he disappeared in another burst of wind. He returned in front of Ryan an instant later, holding two drinks. Grinning, he offered one to Ryan. Glancing out at the party, Ryan noticed the telltale signs of his friend's hyperspeed path, creating a gust of wind in his wake. He knew exactly where Harry had procured their beverages. Harry, with his wind-blown dark hair and his full-body blue uniform and goggles, was the very picture of a hero. Unlike Ryan, who was almost half a head taller with a broad-shouldered gymnast physique, Harry had the thin, wiry build of a marathon runner which suited him considering his codename was Sprinter, the resident superspeeder of the Capes Corps. Ryan pointed out to the enormous room. Dude, did you see how cool this place was? Harry rolled his eyes. Spearheart, you're not going to pretend to be impressed. Ryan shrugged. Why not? It is cool. Harry chuckled, taking a sip of his glass. If you say so. Ryan looked around. Hey, did you see the others? Harry's ever-present grin faltered, and he sighed. Yeah, Sleek got into a huge argument with the backstage manager. And by argument, I mean that the poor dude looks like he's about to pee himself. Block is working to smooth it over. Bill Rockhead looks like he's ready to go into full volcano mode if you catch my drift. Ryan sighed and asked, Well, it started it this time. Like you have to ask, said Harry. Ryan's face remained neutral. Harry's face fell. Well, come on, Spearhawk. Sleek started it like she usually does. Apparently, she overheard the stage manager criticizing her with her freaky cyber-enhanced ears. 
Ryan's eyes bulged. Really? Yep, Harry nodded. I guess the guy thought Sleek was cruel for hurting Princess Crash the way she did. Harry ground his teeth. I mean, the guy wasn't wrong. Ryan hissed. Sprinter! You shouldn't talk that way. Harry's head blurred as he shook it at super speed. No, I'm serious, Bearhawk. I watched her fight before the newsfeed took it down for bad press. We all know Sleek's tendency to play hardball with the heels, but this was different. Sleek looked like she was out for the poor girl's blood. Sleek honestly looked like she was trying to seriously hurt or even kill Princess Crash. Spearhawk shook his head, frowning. Sleek wouldn't do that. Harry's voice was measured as he said in a low voice, Look, man, just because she's cool with you and your... <clears throat> he grimaced as he was about to mention Ryan's sister in costume. True to his quick nature, he altered course. People, doesn't mean that everyone else gets the same side of her. Princess Crash could have been killed. If it wasn't for the footage of her escape that came out a few days later, I honestly thought that she could have been dead. He whistled. For a girl without powers, Princess Crash sure is something. Ryan said, Listen, Sprinter, you shouldn't talk that way about Sleek. She really is a good person. Harry looked up at his friend. Look, I know she's your friend, but she seriously went too far. Unsure as to what to say, Ryan kept his silence. Harry continued. Frankly, it served Sleek right to have her fan points dropped as they did. Is that so? A voice like cold steel spoke behind them. Harry lowered his head and grimaced for an instant before he smoothed his expression. Ryan's eyes bulged as he glanced behind them. Harry turned with exaggerated slowness and nodded to the newcomer, his expression neutral. She was a tall, athletic woman with most of her body comprised of smooth, metallic chrome. The flesh and cybernetic sides of her elegantly symmetrical face glared at Harry. Ryan nervously glanced between his two friends. He said with forced cheerfulness, Hey, Sleek! She ignored him and focused the entirety of her rage on Harry. Harry nodded coolly. Sleek? The nostrils of her still human nose flared. What were you saying, Sprinter? I said, Harry carefully enunciated, that you deserve to have your fame points drop. Ryan gaped. Sleek's human eye bulged. Harry stared back at her defiantly. Fame points were the life's blood of anyone in their business. It was a complicated algorithm that measured a hero and heel's overall popularity. Fame points meant higher profile jobs, leading to better endorsement deals for heroes. For heels, fame points were even more complicated because it gave them better opportunities to commit crimes with higher publicity and notoriety. Crimes that were sanctioned by the organization called the board, the secret group that controlled the actions of both heroes and villains alike. The crimes the heels committed allowed heroes to shine as defenders of the public good. In turn, it created a massive multi-billion dollar industry with its fingers in all aspects of society. Thanks to their psionic contracts, both superheroes and heels kept the secrecy of this giant enterprise. The board kept everyone in line and ranked them according to their popularity or fame points. Naturally, both heroes and heels alike vied for their fame points. Sleek was among the most ferocious to guard her rank. Until last week, she ranked the third most popular hero in the industry. Then her brutal fight with Princess Crash went viral, and Sleek's fame points dropped like a stone, as the public instantly turned on her. Sleek snarled, Why you little snot? Sleek's hand shot forward. 
Ryan instinctively tried to stop Sleek's attack by catching her wrist, but the force of Sleek's strike jerked him around. Ryan might have been super strong, but Sleek's cybernetic muscles were more than twice as powerful. Harry disappeared in a rush of wind and appeared several feet away, leaning casually against a wall far out of her reach. Harry nodded at her outstretched arm. What's the matter, Sleek? Are you only good at blowing up cars in front of helpless girls? For the second time in the span of a few moments, Ryan could only gape. Harry had always been so easygoing. He rarely engaged with Sleek when she was angry. Ryan wondered, what's gotten into him? How dare you! Sleek growled. You don't scare me, Harry snapped. I can hit you a hundred times before you take a single step. Sleek raised her opposite hand, and a seamless compartment clicked open in the back of her forearm, and an energy cannon with a glowing barrel popped out. I'll run this, punk! Ryan hissed. Sleek, no! What is the meaning of this? A voice, like a crumbling avalanche of rock falling down a cliffside erupted behind them. They turned as an enormous nine-foot-tall granite-skinned giant came stomping towards them. Sleek started to speak. Black, I was... Save it! He cut her off with a wave of his giant-sized hand. I've had enough of you! I've been putting out your fires since I arrived at this giant waste of time. First, you publicly terrify one of the normals. And now, I catch you on the verge of starting a fight with one of your teammates? Sleek balked at this. You didn't hear what the man said about me. Or, she stabbed a finger in Harry's direction. What he said either. I don't care, snarled Block. And frankly, neither should you. What should concern you is what I say. And I say that this prima donna temper tantrum nonsense stops now. Block's glare deepened. Thanks to your little tirade, I've had to call a publicist in. What? Sleek took a step back in surprise. Block nodded grimly. And while you had your outburst, another one of those inconsequential normals was recording you. I had to step in and stop the normie from uploading that video, preventing your latest embarrassment from going viral. Ryan gasped. No. Stay out of this! Block snapped. He then turned the full weight of his stare back onto Sleek. Thanks to a certain heels videos, we have all suffered in the public's eye. I could give a rip, but the people who sign my immense paychecks care a great deal. So, I am forced to take matters in hand. We all have to get used to the extra scrutiny. You especially, Sleek. Locke's giant finger poked Sleek in the chest. The cybernetic woman skidded back several feet. From now on, you will act like a professional hero. If not, I will personally make sure you are pulled from the roster permanently if I must. Ryan gaped and Harry's jaw dropped. Sleek sputtered. You, you can't do that. Locke leaned down. His honest-like eyes bore into her. If you feel like testing how much clout I have with our company, then by all means, try me. Sleek's mouth worked silently, 
as Watt stared back with the impertinence of a mountain. Sleek lowered her eyes first. Fine. Blot nodded curtly. Harry and Ryan looked at each other stunned. Neither had seen Sleek back down from anything before. All right, Blot huffed as he strode past. Beyond the curtains, he gave Mr. Tuxton a let's go motion. He growled. Let's get this over with and go entertain the sheep. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes Tyson Heels. Tensions rise backstage amongst the members of the Capes Corps in the wake of Sleek's recent violent behavior. The public makes their disapproval known, and Ryan finds himself caught between his loyalty to his friend and his own beliefs. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 10, Stage Presence. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel, Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.